This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton, and we are thrilled to have a special guest with us today. One of the very fun things about this whole pandemic situation is that it forced us to go virtual with the podcast. Usually, Tosh and I are in studio together, and so we only have guests who are local. But since we have to be apart, we said, guess what? That means we can have anyone we want (laughs) on the podcast. And so our first special guest is the one and only Tracy West, who is one of our favorite authors. We have. Um, makes me so happy. I'm I'm so flattered to be your first virtual guest. That's great. This is so cool. We have talked about your books how many episodes, Jenna? Oh my goodness. There, there's probably in. at least five different episodes we've talked oh, about. Your books. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I, I think if I remember correctly, Taj, I was the one who introduced them yep. to you guys. Yep. And I feel like it was probably about two years ago now that I discovered them. I know it's been a little bit longer since you started writing this series and longer in general that you've been writing, but about two years ago, I found the first couple Dragon Masters books and we were hooked and I hooked Tosh's family, I hooked every family I could, because I think part of what fascinates me about your writing, Tracy, and Dragon Masters in particular, is that it fills this gap that was in the market. We had just been inundated with all these fabulous books for little kids. And then, you know, when you get to the older young adult category, there's lots of options and lots of authors I could think of, but in that in between zone of like early reader who like really wants a story i was finding it really hard to find something that was great and then i found you the reason why dragon masters is the way it is is has more to do with um scholastic and um the scholastic branches series there which was created by uh, katie carella who had a background in education and she knew there was a real need for chapter books that could transition kids into longer chapter books and uh she and deborah dorfman at scholastic they really it, it was that idea of compelling story that they felt was missing from some other uh, books for that age group. And so it was Deborah who called me up and said, you know, there are a lot of books about dragons out there, but there is nothing for this age group, this sort of six to eight age group that is a compelling fantasy that's exciting and page turning. You know, there's a lot of wonderful funny, silly, clever dragon books for kids that age, but nothing really serious fantasy. And, you know, she said, well, what can you come up with? (laughs) And um, I love fantasy and I love dragons. So that's kind of how it started. And then just my wheels started turning. I think what I love most about them is I am just as excited to read them as my daughters. They're really like the the last one, the time dragon. (laughs) We read that in a night like we were just I was like I don't want it to end let's just finish it I want to know what's going to happen with Drake uh and that's kind of how we've gone through every single one of these series or uh, books in the series they've just been so great but I mean we'll talk a lot about Dragon Masters today but these are not the only books you write you have written over 200 200 books right closer to 400 now I think (laughs) 
but I, you know, I've been writing books for around 25 years, probably a little longer than that. I, you know, I stopped counting a while ago. So you can write a lot of books in 25 years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, or some of us write none in 25 years. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it, it's my passion and it's what I, I knew I wanted to do from a very young age. So I just, stayed focused on that goal and began writing, you know, in my early 20s. So I'd, I'd love to know a little bit more about that, about that realization that this was what you wanted to do and how it came about. I, I honestly can trace it back to the very first book I remember reading on my own, you know, that I didn't have my parents or my grandma read to me, which was Go Dog Go by P.D. Eastman. And I remember getting to the end of that book and there's the dog party on top of the tree and it, it, it blew my mind. And I thought reading is the best thing in the whole world. And so reading was, you know, just my favorite activity. And then when I was in second grade, my, my teacher, Mrs. Lukowski brought in um, her cousin who uh, named Leonard Kessler and he is a children's book author and he wrote uh, Mr. Pine's Purple House among other things. But anyway, he came and he talked to our class and he was a real live author. Something clicked in my head like, oh, that's a, that's a thing I could do. Here's a real person who has a job to write children's books and I could do that too. And so honestly, that's pretty much all, you know, all I ever thought about doing. You know, I had some other thoughts, but I really just kind of, I wanted to write and I wanted to write children's books. I never thought I was in, you know, I became an English major, a journalism major. I read all kinds of stuff, but I, I just always, my heart was always tied to the books I loved as a kid. And I wanted to write books for books for children. So how did you go about like your first book deal? How, how hard was it as an author to, to get started? I took the route of getting a job in book publishing. I was working for a book packaging company, which is a company that produces books for bigger publishers. And it was a children's company. And me and myself and two of the other editors, we collaborated on a book series um, called Great Uncle Dracula about um, a girl who moves to a town and everyone there is a witch or a werewolf or a ghost. And because they had more experience than I did in the industry, they knew editors and we were able to sell it to an editor. You know, that's always the hardest thing is getting your book in front of somebody who has the ability to make decisions about it. And so, you know, working within the industry, I had, a, I had an in, I guess, that other people don't have. Sarah said to me, she's like, I can't believe I'm going to get to talk to a famous person. <laughs> I was like, hey, your mom's got a podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, honestly, I don't, writers don't, we don't usually feel famous. I certainly don't. So it's always funny when somebody refers to us as a famous person because writers, we don't usually get recognized on, the, you know, walking down the street. It's true. But when you can make yeah. children's imaginations actually go wild, like you're, you're huge in their world. <laughs> you, you're huge in a lot of people's worlds because when Tosh and I started to like spread the word that we were going to be interviewing you today, I can't tell you how many DMs I started to get. Oh my goodness, we love her books. Oh my goodness, we've read all her stuff. And I'm like, well, no, you haven't read all of it because you realize there's like 400 titles yeah. now. <laughs> like pretty much everyone in my circle has read all 15 of the Dragon Masters books that are currently in circulation. We were going to talk about this at some point, but I know there's 15 that are published. Mm -hmm. There are two more that you can pre-order already. And then there's two more 
You're um, up to 19, right? There will definitely be 20 in the series, and then we'll see where we go from there. And there's also the guidebook, Griffith's Guide to Dragon Master. So I never know whether to say there's 15 books out or 16 books out. Yes, like Jenna was saying, June is the sound dragon, and then October is the stone. How do you come up with all of these different dragons? And I love how you've like hit the elements with them. That's also something I love about it too, right? Is to have that, that magical-ish kind of background to it too. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I started out, the first four dragons are an earth dragon, a fire dragon, a water dragon, and a sun dragon. Basically though, I, I, wasn't, necess- I wasn't necessarily setting out to um, choose dragons based on elements. First, I started out by just reading myths and legends about dragons from around the world. So you will find earth, you know, dragons that live in the earth, and you'll find fire dragons in parts of Northern Europe, and you'll find water dragons in Asia, and the sun dragon came from a legend from Egypt. That is where I started. And then as the series became popular, I had a lot of readers talking to me about, you know, I want to see a dragon with this power, or that power. And then that's when I just started to brainstorm and make a list of, well, I don't have to stick with these mythological dragons. And I can just do, I call them my cool power dragon. So like the lightning dragon, I couldn't really find any myths about the lightning dragon, but the lightning dragon is a really cool dragon. And it's a great power to give a dragon. And the, and the powers are generally connected to the elements but not necessarily because we've got the sound dragon that's just sort of a fun thing for me to do is to imagine what kinds of dragons there could be and what they could look like and what kind of powers they could have and usually that's where I start and then the stories often come from there that's not always how it works but sometimes it does yeah (laughs) and what about the personalities around the dragon masters Hmm. Uh, okay, so my idea in the beginning was that their personalities should match their dragons, uh, which is why Rory has a temper, but she's also very bold and brave, like a fire dragon. It's why Bo is kind of very calm and chill, because he's the dragon master of a water dragon. Anna is has a bright and sunny personality like her sun dragon. Uh, Drake is very steady and doesn't lose his cool, you know, so he, you know, he pairs well with the earth dragon. That was just sort of a, there, there was some logic to it thinking, well, why would the Dragonstone choose, um, if you don't know Dragon Masters, uh, if you're eight years old, you get to be a Dragon Master. If the Dragonstone magically chooses you and pairs you up with a dragon, then you have to learn how to connect with that dragon and then uh, you team up with other Dragon Masters. So, you know, I had to think, well, why would, a, why would the Dragonstone choose a Dragon Master? What qualities would that Dragon Master need? And then I sort of decided it would be cool if their personalities matched. I've, ne- I've never noticed that. It makes total sense, but it's something that I had never noticed that the way that they match their dragons. I love how um, some of the dragon masters already know their dragon masters, like that some of them were born into it kind of thing. I think that that's really cool. Well, I, I had to think too, um, it, the dragon masters world is sort of a big world because the main story takes place in the kingdom of Bracken, but um, because one of the dragons uh, has a, can sort of teleport them, transport them anywhere in the world, we sort of get to see dragons from all over the place. And I, I, I thought, well, maybe not every place handles or deals with their dragon masters the same way that they, that Griffith the wizard does in Bracken. And 
So it's different everywhere you go. We know the release dates for 17 or 16 and 17. She's wondering about 18 and 19. Will they come out in 2021? They'll be out in 2021. Usually there's like a winter, you know, it depends on how many books come out a year, but probably winter of 2021 and spring of 2021. Perfect. We'll we'll make sure to put those on the list. And then kind of wondering if there could be a teaser for what kind of dragon is going to be number 19, right? Yes. So what I will tell you is that in book 17, which is Fortress of the Stone Dragon, the Dragon Masters learn that they need to find three special dragons. And so the three dragons they need to find are a lava dragon, a sea dragon, and a wind dragon. Whoa. And so books 18, 19, and 20 will meet those three dragons. That's a good scoop. Yeah, that is a good scoop. <laughs> so you've got your Pokemon shirt on. Oh, that's a great, oh, I didn't notice. That's fantastic. No, I am, um, I had a lot of fun writing Pokemon books in the, in the 2000s. Um, I wrote quite a lot a lot of those 400 books are pokemon books and that was that was a really fun time i know we've we've found a few at the library because i think those are those aren't still in circulation if i'm correct um well i know um elastic us released um re-released a lot of the chapter books when pokemon go came out (laughs) and and everyone was talking about pokemon again so they re-released about six of the of the pokemon chapter books and speaking of that, so, you know, of those, that 400, we, we focused a lot on Dragon Masters because that's the ones that Tosh and I have read. <laughs> and that's how we came to know your work. But in reading them, I then realized my kids had brought home and we had picked up at the library some of your Pokemon books and some of the other titles. You've worked on a lot of series books like that. One of the reasons I'm able to work as a writer full-time or I, or I have been able to work as a writer full-time for... 25 plus years is um, that I do a lot of uh, licensed, what's called licensed publishing. So when publishers buy licenses to cartoons like Pokemon or, uh, so I've written a lot of those kinds of books and that's a lot of fun for someone like me who loves animation and love cartoons as a kid, almost as much as I love books. So I I do a lot of writing for Lego Ninjago and I just did some books for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, the new Netflix series. So that's always a lot of fun. The She-Ra one is on my list to buy. (laughs) (laughs) I love the reboot of the series. It's so good. You write so many books. How long does it take you to, to put out one of these kids' books? Um, it depends on the book. You know, I say that a Dragon Master's book for me is about three months from beginning to end, from the idea stage to I write a chapter outline. And then um, usually I write four or five, maybe more drafts of each book. And that whole process takes about three months. And then even when I'm done writing, I work with the editor and the artist when the art comes in because the we have so many wonderful illustrators on Dragon Masters, I really need to mention that because they help tell the story and they do an amazing job. And, uh, you know, I, I, we work to make sure that the art matches the text and I have to make sure I describe the settings clearly and the characters and what everybody's wearing and what everything looks like. You're right. The, the illustrations for that series are incredible. And it definitely is part of what helped draw our family into it because we were in that stage, especially with our kids. So right now they're eight, seven, and seven. And so, you know, when we started reading, it was more like, you know, five, five, and six. And so to have those images 
on every page really helped make that transition from little kid one-off books to moving into the series. And it's just that the, you, you give credit to branches and scholastic, that whole concept is just amazing. I love it. Everything that comes out. Absolutely. So that, that's the whole uh, thought behind branches and it's really worked. It, I mean, it's really been successful. And in my case, it was a, a British artist named Graham Howells who sort of, uh, he lives in the UK where, you know, dragons you know are everywhere basically and so he's he created the art for uh the first book and uh you know he just really set the tone for the series and it was wonderful yeah he really does take everything that you've said and spin it into exactly what i would have assumed these people look like anyway you know what i mean like it's so nice when you imagine the way someone looks and they actually come out that way like it must have been relieving right <laughs> And a lot of times what I do for the artist is uh, I do a lot of research. So if a dragon is from a certain place in the world, you know, I'll look at what are the, what is the dragon art from that region of the world look like? What are the, what do the statues look like? And I'll, so a lot of the dragon looks are, are based on dragons in, in this world. And then the artists just, you know, take them to a new place and it's great. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about how, how the popularity kind of, happen with this like when when did you kind of realize this series was taking off a little differently and was was becoming a thing that's a good question i i guess i started writing in around 2014 um which is funny because when i talked to first graders now some of them were born when the first dragon masters book was born and <laughs> now that now they've got the whole series but it wasn't until until after i wrote the first four books I guess nobody was really sure how it was doing. And I, I was told, okay, well, write just one. We could try do one more. So let's write number five. And that's why Song of the Poison Dragon is sort of a story all, you know, you can read it. It's a story unto itself. And then, all right, maybe two more. And then maybe it wasn't until books like eight or nine that um, it started hitting. I, I can't recall which book first started hitting like the USA Today bestseller list. And then recently, Future of the Time Dragon made the New York, well, the, the series appeared on the New York Times bestseller list because they, they sort of count up all of the books in the series at once, but it was sort of Future of the Time Dragon that pushed that over the edge. So I'm still processing that. <laughs> um, it, it's hard. You don't really get a sense until I just, I, I, I'm home and... I write books and that's what I do. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's sort of a little surreal when you start getting that news. We can say they blew up. That's an understatement. You were showing us before we started that you even have like a stuffed version of Worm, the Earth Dragon. Do you have all of them? And are well, they available? No, actually, I, I, I have to say, um, I had a fabric artist make this for me nice. so that I could bring it to when I do school visits or book fairs. It just helps you know, connect with kids because authors are scary, but stuff dragons aren't. Yeah. Uh, so, but we've had a lot of requests for, I hope people always ask, where can I get a worm? And maybe, maybe someday. Someday. Exactly. Would you say <laughs> if you had to pick a dragon and a dragon master, would Drake and Worm be your favorite? Oh, do I have to pick matching ones? <laughs> no, no, you no, don't have to pick matching no. ones. No. <laughs> um, worm is Definitely my favorite. Um, the thing about Worm is that um, I read a story about a Wyrm in England, W-Y-R-M, about this dragon that just sort of lived underground, but it intrigued me. And I thought, well, everybody always, you know, wants to 
uh, write about or in, you know the movies are always about the big scary fire breathing dragons and so I thought well what if this dragon doesn't look like a very powerful dragon but really ends up being really the most powerful dragon of all and that's how worm came about so I just love worm and I love worms gentleness mm-hmm. um especially so and then as far as favorite dragon master I I'm gonna say that I I like Rory. It's a lot of fun to write for Rory. And Rory is a misunderstood dragon master, I think, because she she does like to tell other people what to do. And she can be stubborn. And those aren't great qualities, but she's also a lot braver um, than I certainly am. So I would hope to be as brave as Rory if I were a dragon master. But, uh, but I do like Rory a lot. And um, she's sort of based on one of my stepson's or personality, but uh, also a redhead. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, there's something about that, because my son, Rory, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, lines uh, up a little uh, closer uh, a lot of that, and the redhead lines up a lot with it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I guess in my heart, I like Rory the best. I kind of do too, but it's the ginger connection. It's right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all got a soft spot for Rory here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, Tracy, before we let you go, how about you tell people how they can follow you or get more information on all of the books that you're writing, not just the Dragon Master series? Okay, sure. So um, I, I have, you know, there are so many ways to connect with authors. I have found for some reason that my Facebook page which is, you can find me on Facebook at author Tracy West, and that's a Tracy with an E-Y, uh, is where I connect most with parents and teachers and librarians. And um, I do uh, face, I've been doing, uh, since the world has changed, I've been doing a lot more Facebook live videos. Uh, and uh, I'm always trying to do something fun there. And I do a lot of giveaways there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tracy West Books. Instagram, which is just a really old handle, Tracy West 8628. <laughs> and um, I'm working on setting up a YouTube channel because I recently was able to do sort of some book teasers that, you know, a teacher or a parent could use to introduce each of the books to the, to a reader. So those are going to go up soon. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. And you've been doing some really great, what I love is the writing prompts you've been doing the past little while on your Facebook page and Instagram. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, You know, I think like most authors where, you know, we want to offer some kind of help to parents who are at home with their kids. And I know they're getting a lot of online activities from schools, but not everybody is. And uh, so everybody's responding with read alouds. And I I just got the idea to do writing prompts because, um, you know, when I talk to kids in schools, they're always asking me, you know, how do I come up with an idea for a story? And so I've just been doing some story starters, which has been a fun exercise for me and has been giving me some ideas too. So yeah, I can imagine it's a great way for you to roll with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think we're going to have to uh, wrap it up there as I'm adding people to my studio here. Hi there. This is Alistair and Hi. Honora. I think is this dragon? Cinder. Cinder. I'm Cinder. Sorry. Oh, that's a Get great trouble for a dragon. What kind of powers does Cinder have? Ooh, yeah. It's sort of a fiery it's sort of a fiery name. Poison. Poison is one answer. Oh yeah. Acid is the other. Acid. 
<laughs> well, you know what? A green dragon, kind of like the the Hydra and Dragon Masters, uh, and and she's a poison dragon. So yeah, the, the they're related. They could be related. I agree. Thank you so much, Tracy. What? This has been such fun and so fascinating to hear about your work process and your success. And congratulations yes. on the New York Times list. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And I, I'm so thrilled that you invited me. This was such a pleasure to talk to you both. And uh, I look forward to seeing you online. We'll definitely see us online and uh, we look forward to the next set of books coming up. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, for watching, for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can follow us, Pickle Planet Moncton, and the podcast hub. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those fabulous places on YouTube. If you like this, if you have other suggestions for authors or anyone else you'd want us to reach out to, please let us know because, hey, as long as we're home, we are going to just keep asking people if they're going to come on and chat with us. Exactly. We're going to keep trucking along. So if you would like to leave us a review too, we'd greatly appreciate it. Until next week. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.